1: Many of you may be familiar with that. Others of you may not be. It was started by the, the late Reverend uh, Dave Wilkerson, uh, who pastored a church in New York City for many, many years. Uh, a truly inspired, spirit-filled man of God. He, in 1958, felt the burden to address the drug and alcohol Um, epidemic in our nation and started this program, Adult and Teen Challenge, that many years ago. And since that time, it has been one of the most successful programs in the world today because of what they do. Far outweighing any other rehabilitation center or program, Adult and Teen Challenge, if I remember correctly, has an 85% success rate, whereas the greatest success rate beyond that is around 15, 10 to 15% with other programs. Thus, our reason as a church for partnering with Adult and Teen Challenge as I mentioned earlier, we do not partner with any other rehab facility. We will help people that go to other rehab facilities. I'm not saying we, we refuse that, but we put our financial support and our prayer and, and all of that behind Adult and Teen Challenge. So with that in mind, uh, you recognize this one guy. His name is Richard Rockhind. He's the guy uh, who, who is, he's got the raspy voice. He's very loud like me sometimes, but he's a lot more charismatic in style and personality, am I right? What is your specific role now? What's it called? Church Relations Coordinator. Church Relations Coordinator. Um, in addition to be a traveling evangelist for uh, the Assemblies of God, ordained minister in the Assemblies, he's now accepted a full-time position at Adult and Teen Challenge in Cheswick. And so he's br- brought these guys up to us uh, this this morning to actually share the gospel message with us, the testimonies of how God's working in and through their lives. And so I'll welcome Richard. Would you welcome him to the stage this morning?
2: Is this thing on? There we go. Just to let you know, I am not Pastor Rich. Um, he's much older than me sitting in the front row. So, it blonde, but a little bit of gray. Um, but here we go. So we got all the guys here. Um, and uh, Pastor Brandon, I just want to thank you so much. I don't know where you went. Oh, there you are. Awesome. Um, I just want to thank you so much for introducing it. You kind of, you know, took my heat there. I was going to give a little spiel, but it's all right. But I, I would like to say that what's awesome, in an addition to um, what's been traditionally known about Adult and Teen Challenge, is the fact that now we do offer, um, you know, a 30-day short-term as well, and there is detox at one of our facilities that we have here in the state of Pennsylvania where, you know, typically with with a lot of the issues that go on now, sometimes people need that medical side of the treatment before coming into our long-term program, and so that's something that we're very thankful that we can be able to offer now to people who need it Um, you know, it definitely helps widen the gap. There's people that I can tell you for a fact that wouldn't have come into the long-term program unless they went into um you know our detox or into our short-term program and were exposed to the gospel that way. Never heard about Jesus or anything like that until they walked through our doors. And so we're just thankful to be able to minister to people in that kind of a way as well. But um with that aside, I do want to just introduce the guys. Well, actually, I'm gonna have them introduce themselves. Um, they're gonna just give their name. Age, if they're daring enough, you know where they're from, um, things of that nature. How long they've been in the program. So I'm going to pass it off to Jay. Good morning. My name's Jay. I'm uh, 43 years old from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, I've been in the program five months. Good morning, Church. Uh, my name's Tyler Bricker. Uh, I'm 25 years old, and I'm from uh, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, and I am an intern now. So uh, I graduated the program, and uh, now I'm uh, working with Teen Challenge. So. Very thankful.
3: I uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I, my name is Darren Bickford. Um, I am uh, 36 years old. I'm from Waynesboro, Pennsylvania also, um, and I've been in the program for about five months.
4: Hi everybody. Buddy, My name is James. I'm, I'm 34 years old. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
3: I've been in the program for three months. My name's Owen Kimbrell. I'm from Prince William County, Virginia. I'm 22 years old. Uh, I've been in the program for about a month.
5: My name is Michael Mann. I'm 19 years old. Um, I'm from Butler, Pennsylvania. I've been in the program for four or five months. I'm Dan, uh, originally from northern Kentucky, 29 years old, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I've been in the program for over a month now. My name is Eric Van Diver. I'm 31 years old. I'm
1: from Philadelphia, PA. I live in Hamburg, PA, and I've been in the program for 17 months now. My name's Travis. I'm 33, from Connorsville, uh, and I've been in the program for almost two months.
6: My name is Jeff. I'm 62
4: years old. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I've been in the program five months.
5: My name's Bob. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm 56 years old. Been in the program for about three and a half months. Hey,
4: guys. I'm Ethan. I'm 30 years old. I've been in the program about three and a half months, same as Bobby over here.
2: Uh, And, uh, yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right. Yeah, you guys have a seat. Awesome. Yeah. I just want to thank you again for having us today. We're really excited to be here. Um, You know, as we go through the rest of, uh, you know, this morning, I want to introduce... Ethan here. He's going to be given a testimony. He's going to be the first of two. Um, So yeah, give it up for Ethan.
1: Hey guys.
4: So I just want to take a second and uh, say I want to dedicate this testimony to my mother. Uh, May she uh, look at me smiling uh, today on this testimony. Um, So I actually have notes prepared because this is very important to me. Um, So don't don't think I'm just reading off of it. Give me a second. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, essentially, um, my entire life I've chose the wrong path. Um, Jesus has always revealed to me the right way to go. But um, throughout my life, I've always happened to choose the wrong way. Um, I've always let the flesh control me, Uh, my actions. As a child, I had the Holy Spirit in me. I believe I was saved at a young age. Um, I had the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. Uh, I believe that I was saved. Yeah, like I said, but uh, the grace of God, I was a true believer. I would um, pray Hail Marys and Our Fathers. I was a dedicated Catholic at a young age. Um, as I grew, things changed as they as they do. Um, my mother passed away when I was about 12 years old. Um, this uh, this made me question my faith a little bit because, like you know, most important person in my life, I was always a mama's boy. So like you know, it was hard for me to like really. Uh, Accept that. Um, so I fell into a bad place at an early age. Uh, my sister and her boyfriend would use hard drugs in front of me, and I looked up to them and I admired them and I wanted to be like them. And that kind of like, combined with the fact that I didn't really, I lost some faith uh, in God. Um, I started making decisions that most adults didn't wa- wouldn't want to make. You know, with with their life. Um, I placed drugs as my idol. And I uh, lost faith in Jesus. This isn't the path he wanted for me. I mean, honestly, I believe that God has always shown me the right path, and I've just continuously chose the wrong way to go. Um, When I became a little older, God continued to show me which way I should go. Um, I questioned the existence of him. Even though I questioned the existence of him, God called me to serve his people. Um, He asked me to... uh, Essentially, I want, I always wanted to be a teacher. Ever since I was a little guy, uh, I always wanted to help someone out. You know, help the next generation become better. Um, so after after college, uh, it, sorry, let me go back a little bit. Uh, I was student teaching at uh, Ambridge High School, actually uh, down the road, and uh, it was a very nice school. I enjoyed every 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 second of teaching there. Uh, it just happened to be that I chose the wrong wrong way. Like I said, I chose drugs over being a teacher. At one point, I had a, a kind of a segue there in my life, like a fork. I could have chose drugs, or I could have chose being a teacher, and I, I chose the wrong way. Um, but God didn't want this for me, like I said before. Um, years and years passed, rehab after rehab, you know, this is how it is. Uh, uh, then one week, my parents prayed for, for me. My uh, A close friend of them, and and they all prayed for me to come to Teen Challenge. And and, uh, literally a week later, I was here. I was in Teen Challenge. Uh, It's all because they prayed for me. And like, I would not have been opened up to this idea of doing this. Like, this is very, this is very not my character, guys. Like, I don't don't go up in front of people and speak. I don't really like, I don't really look to be the center of attention, you know? But like, God has called me to be that now, you know? Um, but like I said, you know, you know, I was recently baptized again. Uh, I'm reawoken. Um, but today I come to you as a changed man. Like I said, um, today I have, I have faith in Jesus. I have faith in, in, in Teen Challenge. I have faith in my brothers through Teen Challenge. It's like a brotherhood. Um, you know, if I feel, I feel today, I feel convicted. I've never, I've never felt convicted at any point in my life where, like, if something negative happens or I have, a, if I feel like I'm sinning, I, I actually take a second to be like, wow, is this, is this really correct? Is this really what God wants me to do? Um, I want to be a better, you know, I want to be a better, uh, a better man. I want to be a better son to my father, a better, uh, you know, brother to my sister. You know, that's all I've ever wanted to do, and that's what Teen Challenge does for me. And it's not even just Teen Challenge, it's Jesus. Jesus has worked in my life in mysterious ways that I, I, I've i never even known. I, I didn't even know it was even possible. Um, but, uh, sorry, I, I haven't really been following this at all. I've just been kind of looking <laughs> at it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm just really blessed to be in front of you guys today, to even have an opportunity to save my. Sorry, Say my story. And I really think, I really believe that my, my mother really, and my mother and Jesus really helped me today with this this, this testimony. Uh, it's really awesome. I really feel it today, honestly. Uh, but I do have a life verse. Uh, I have it written down here just because you know I thought I'd be a little nervous. Uh, but it's First John chapter four, volume eighteen, well, volume eighteen, verse eighteen. Sorry. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Uh, What that means to me is that, like, there's only one perfect love, and that's the the love that you have with Jesus and God. You know, that's the only love that uh, truly, truly is is, is blessed. And uh, thank you guys for giving me the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys.
6: Thank you.
5: There's a lot of people out there. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is my first time giving my testimony in front of a lot of people. My name is Michael Mann um i'm 19 years old i'm from western pennsylvania uh the reason why well first i grew up in a dysfunctional family uh my mom and dad they would always fight Uh, my mom would get pushed over by my dad a lot and i just have vivid memories of that it's it's really traumatizing for me um there was a lot of uh upset in my family and uh, it's really led me to uh go into placement at an early age when i was 10 years old from 10 to 14 i went to a placement called pathways Adolescent center um, I call it hell on earth. Um, I was there in Oil City, uh, was where that was, because I was very disobedient to my mother. Um, I was disobedient just because my dad was uh, never really home, and my that's because he was always working. And then whenever he did come home, it was just straight back to to being violent towards my mother. Um, and my my mom just didn't really know how to deal with me. Uh, because I was so disobedient. I would run away. I would not. I just wouldn't come back, you know, in time for dinner, and then she'd end up locking the door on me, you know, and I'd have to go over to the neighbors, and then the co- cops were over and stuff like that. Um, as soon as I was there, when I was in Pathways Adolescent Center, I got bullied, bullied constantly because um, I was so young. Whenever I was there for like three days, the first thing that happened to me, I was crying for three days straight, and my, um, one of the staff there pulled out the a chair out from under me and made me you know fall on the ground and that was really uh, an upset um whenever you know people would bully me they'd call me goonies uh, sl- like sloth off the goonies um, they'd call me egghead you know lazy eyed bad word um the list goes on and on I was emotionally physically abused by the staff members there as well um they they would flinch at me, you know scare me and I'd I'd fall backwards and stuff um, so <laughs> Um, hmm. I was taken advantage of because of my age and how little I was there in those placements. Um, Whenever I was 14, I tried living with my mom, or my grandmother. I stayed there for six months. Stuff didn't work out. Um, And I went back to uh, um, a placement again, Keystone Adolescent Center. And from there, I... (laughs) um, From there, I went to... I was able to stay there for like six months Um, and then I went to uh, Alternative Living Solutions in South Greensburg and that's where whenever I was 18 I signed myself out of placement and I found Jesus at a homeless shelter in um, Newcastle and and from from here on he's changed my life for the better. Um, This is, (laughs) sorry, this is very uh, difficult for me um he's uh, helped me to to uh man <laughs> uh he he's helped me to just for the better to be able to to praise him every day is a blessing in itself to be able to uh have have breath in my lungs for 19 years now is amazing um i know i'm not deserving of this um i i, I thank him for everything that he's done keeping me safe during the winter whenever i was homeless uh just just i just thank him so much for everything um my life verse is romans fifteen thirteen. may the god of hope fill you with all peace and joy uh hold on <laughs> may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope um thank you and thank god Um, now we have a uh, skit to perform. It's uh, How Not to Pray. Oh, geez. Uh, I wish I knew how to pray. Um, the family, kicked, My family's going to kick me out. I blew all my college money on uh, stuff I shouldn't have. Uh, please, can somebody teach me how to pray? Uh, I know I prayed once when I was in a, uh, church at one time on Sunday. I don't know, you know. Oh, hi, Jeff.
2: Hi, Mike.
6: <laughs> hi, Mike.
5: I'm all right. I just need uh, help praying
4: okay. I can teach you how to pray <laughs> all right okay? bow your head, okay? Close your eyes, okay Repeat after me okay. God God I accept Jesus as my Savior.
5: I accept Jesus as my Savior
4: Please forgive me of my sins.
5: Please forgive me of my sins Help make me a better Christian. Help make me a better Christian Amen Amen. That's it? That's it. Okay. Keep saying it. You're good. Are you sure? All right. Um, God, uh, uh, please forgive me of my sins. Uh, help make me a better Christian. The uh, um, Lord, help me. Oh, hi, Darren. Hi. What are you doing, brother? Uh, praying, I think. You're, you're praying? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is, you know how to pray? Is there another way to pray? Yeah. Yeah, I know how to pray. How's um, that? You want me to show you? Yes, please? Okay. All oh, right. Geez. First, I need you to get down on your knees. Okay? Right.
3: Come on. Dang. Jeez. All right.
5: Okay. What is
3: now I want you to on? put your legs together like legs this. Together. Right? Wait, why? What is this? All right. Now I want you to arch your back as far as you can take. Okay.
5: It's going to hurt. Right. Ow.
3: Okay. Now put your hands out in front of you like this, like okay? Like this. And lift your elbows. All right, now you gotta I'm to rip about, my suit, dude. you got to be about four and a half inches away from your four chest. Ha- okay, four and a half inches. What if it's eight? He won't hear you just, if it's eight. It's got to be four and a half. All right. Okay, is that good? Yeah. Yes. Now I want you to repeat after me, all right? All right. Oh, heavenlieth fathereth. O oh, heavenlieth fathereth. Oh, thank youeth. Oh, thank youeth. For makingeth me better than anyone else in
5: your sighteth. Is this going to work? For making meeth better than anyone else in your sighteth. Ameneth. A- Ameneth. That's it. Okay. That's all you gotta do. All right, so. And just keep okay. repeating that. All right. All right. Um, dear, Come on, keep him elbows up. Jeez. Okay. Are right, you doing great? Um. Heavenlieth, Fathereth, my backeth, alleth, please helpeth me, Lordeth. Mike, what are you oh, doing, man? Uh, praying. I think. Is there another well, that's way? that's not how you pray, buddy. What is there another way to pray?
4: Oh, there's. Yeah, there's the best way to pray. Come oh, on, get Jesus. Oh, well, know, oh, thank you thank, you, thank it, you, thank you. Oh, jeez. Best way out of them all, man, I swear. Okay. So all man. you got to do is uh, God's all about you. Okay, he is? All about All you. about me. All about you. Jeez. Anything you want, you can get. Anything. Anything. All you got to do is ask.
5: I, I can ask him for anything and I get it?
4: Yeah, oh, very geez, easy. Okay. I'll show you how to do it. Now, it's a little right. hard to do with Mike, but you got to stick your arms out. All right, like this? Yep, just like that. Okay, we'll do and, a little switch. Yeah, yeah, switch, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, essentially, you're going to say, uh, it's like a funnel. A funnel. It's like a funnel. You're so going just... to receive. Okay. You're going to receive okay. from the Lord. So you go, uh, Lord. Lord. Uh, What, what do you want? A money? Car? Money? Car? Yeah, he wants a yeah. new car. Yeah, Lord, got new he wants car? a new
5: car. Lord, please give me a new car. Lord, he wants a new car. Lord. And and say, money? Lord. Money. Yeah. money. Right. Lots of money, please, Lots Lord. Lots of money, uh. yep. Yeah. And, and uh, a new job? A new,
4: new job, yeah, anything. No, anything. just, more money. Just, just more, more money. just more money. Yeah. I don't have to work. Like um, <laughs>
5: Lord, uh, what, what Ferrari? Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari, a Chicken, chicken, Lord, lots chicken. of chicken. yes, wants chicken. Yes, Lord. All right. That's, so that's all you got to do. do. That's just, it? Just yeah. keep asking? Just keep asking. asking. It's, it's, and like, it's like Amazon Prime. You'll Amazon Prime. Prime. It's just like Amazon so just Prime. When? Right now? Right away, right away, sir. All right, sounds good. Lord, Thank you. Hey, hey Lord, give me everything, Lord. The money. Money, Lord. just Lord. <laughs> money, Ferrari chicken. Money, Ferrari chicken. Money, Ferrari chicken. <laughs> money. Money, Ferrari chicken. <laughs> Michael, chicken. Michael. Uh, who's that? Michael. Who's this? Scott, God. Michael. God yes uh you, you don't sound I, like I, god i hear you michael oh I, okay. everything
4: you want you can have
5: really you want
4: money you got to go get a job oh okay makes sense okay but everything you ask for will come true if you believe
5: it comes from the heart right it comes from the heart michael all right man thank you
2: Well, I believe I'm not the only one. Who's, who's going to come up and help me sing here? We got, we got a song for you guys. Okay with helping us with that? Bring that other mic up if you don't mind.
5: Hobby Bongos, what's up? Woo. Hello.
2: Yes, this is also a Christmas festival today. With the, but, yeah. So thank you for your patience here. Um, so. Yeah, so this is Bobby Bongos, everybody. Say Bobby hi to Bobby Bongos. Bongos. All right, he, I want to introduce him. He, he wanted to do something special for you, so make that sound real quick that you were going to do.
5: Bobby Isn't that Bongos. nice? That's
2: nice. That's very nice. All right, so. Usually I have a foot tambourine, and, I, and that's what I use as bait to ask you for full participation, but since I don't have that, could you please help me anyway? Stand to your feet. Let's let's worship the Lord together. It's a good song about who we are in Christ and what He says about us. So let's begin. Amen. Amen. Amen.
7: Who am I that the high- In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes,
2: I am. Amen. Thank you.
6: How many have enjoyed the service? Come on, how many? Hallelujah. This is God. This isn't you. This isn't me. It's never been about us, FYI. Come on. But this is crazy what's happening in the hearts of people that are willing to say, God, have your way in my life. See, the reality is you may not be in a program. You may not be in Teen Challenge, but I actually want to remind you of something you actually You actually are in a program. It's called life. It's called bills. It's called people. It's called neighbors. It's called in-laws and outlaws. It's called, it's there. And so I pray that in moments as I share the word that you'll be encouraged and challenged, that you'll leave the service different than you came in. See, if you leave the same way you came in, that's not my fault. It has nothing to do with teen challenge, the skit, the the testimonies, the worship team. It's your call. And too many people leave the same they came. And you're thinking more about Applebee's. I want to try to get your attention on what you've just seen. I pray that God has already spoken to your hearts. Teen Challenge is not the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. Teen Challenge is not about getting people clean. There's a lot of people that get clean and still go to H-E double hockey sticks. Do you understand that? But it's about people not only getting clean, but also renewed and revived and born again, saved and delivered and all of these great things. So to God be the glory, great things that he's done, is doing and will continue to do. In fact, just yesterday, we just got back from a camping trip. I don't believe in camping. When people say camping, I say, well, why do you do that? You have a house and electricity, TV, I, I don't it. And I bought a tent, a three-man tent, which is a joke. What kind of what kind of three guys can get in the tent that I've just bought at Walmart? It's a three-man tent. I just bought it for the camping trip. We were in Allentown, Redding area, 80, Turnpike, 8178. And so I'm probably going to take the tent back to Walmart. I just used it once. Just kidding. But the reality is, We had Teen Challenges all over the Northeast, Buffalo, Rochester, Long Island, New York, Brooklyn, uh, 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 different places uh, come together. And I got into my little three-man tent and I was just Googling Nikki Cruz, the first graduate of Teen Challenge back in 1958 when Dave Wilkerson, by the way, who grew up in Wilmerding Turtle Creek outside of Monroeville, is actually where the Wilkinson family originated Dave Wilkerson pastored in Scottdale then went to Phillipsburg off of eight near State College Are you with me? was was watching TV the, the Lord spoke to him turn the TV off and start praying he saw the front page of Time Life magazine about some gang members in Nick in New York City they apparently someone was killed over a pair of tennis shoes. Dave Wilkerson went to New York City, and the rest is history. Nikki Cruz was the first graduate of Teen Challenge. Can you believe it? But I was looking at Nikki Cruz. What a story. What a life he lived. He's got a ministry out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. He's one of the most famous evangelists of all time. Thank God for Dave Wilkerson. Thank God for Nikki Cruz. Thank God for Teen Challenge. Thank God that you, as a church, believe in us. You partner with us. You support us. So come on, let's give the Lord a big hand. If you have your Bibles, Psalms 103, I know there's a bulletin insert or a handout that you got with the text but if you have your Bible, Psalms 103, just want to share a few thoughts with you this morning. Pastor Brandon is by far, I've been traveling many years as an evangelist from Baltimore, worked with Teen Challenge back in the 80s in Syracuse. And back then I was single, lived in the dorm, taught the Bible, didn't count, cal- taught the Bible, did counseling. Now I've got three kids, a wife, and a dog. I wonder if living with 15 guys is easier than having three kids, a wife, and a dog. So I worked with Teen Challenge in the 80s, left in 96, went on the road as an evangelist. I've come full circle, back working, hired recently with Teen Challenge as a consultant to get these guys on the road to try to raise money and finances and prayer and support. And to let you know, the ministry of Teen Challenge does exist there in Cheswick. We're on the back end of Pittsburgh Mills off of 28. But I'm saying all that to say this. I love Teen Challenge. It's the EL. Because the reality is everyone in this room has addictions, has issues, has some drama, has a little idolatry going on. Some of you phones don't give me one. But the idea is Jesus can help you. He's still the answer. For the world today. And before I go any further, I just want to give thanks and honor to whom thanks and honor is due. Not only the Lord, but thank God for Pastor Brandon. Not only do I take the guys on the road, but I also have pastors that come in throughout the year and speak in chapel. Pastor Brandon, I've already got him booked for December. He was with us in December of last year. What a great teacher! What a great preacher! What a great man with a sense of humor. He has fun. He has fun. He keeps it simple, keeps it real. He's crazy. In Jesus' name. But he, he taught on the uh, prodigal son. Greatest message of the prodigal son I've ever heard. So thank God for Pastor Brandon, his lovely wife, Sarah Lee. Give them a hand. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Czech guy, first name? Uh, Jim Check guy and his lovely wife, uh, the leaders, the other pastors, the other, other associates, the lady who did a great job of singing, who also decorates. I want you to come to my house. So oh, listen, the leadership, the elders, the board, we love you guys. I love you. My family loves you. Teen Challenge loves you. Thank you, Pastor, for partnering with us. This is a team effort. We're a body. We're a family. Look at me, all eyeballs here. We're in this together, man. We're fighting for our families, fighting for freedom, fighting for de- deliverance. We're fighting for peace. And you got that in the bulletin. That you get your series on peace, I think. But you got to fight for this stuff. Fight for your marriage. Fight for what you believe. Right. Stand up for the truth. Come on. So we're in this together. And I'm thankful for your pastor. I'm thankful for the leaders. I'm thankful for the elders and the board and all those who make Northway what it is. What a great setup. What a great church! Every time I come, the, the bar set higher. So thank you for your ministry. Thank you that you take it serious. Amen, Teen Challenge? Come on, give these guys a hand. So we're going to pray. I'm going to share a few thoughts. Do you like my Miami Vice jacket? Okay. Those watching? Livestream, thank you for joining us. Father, it's all about you. I pray in the next few moments we would not just be hearers, but doers of your word. Be glorified in our hearts. We love you, we adore you, we confess our sins already, we repent, we turn, we ask for you to cleanse us, renew us, revive us, refresh us. God, in Jesus' name, we're all in a program. You love us too much to let us stay the same. Help us to be better moms, better dads, better husbands, better wives, better Christians, better workers, better bosses, better employees and employers. God, help us to be better uh, in all that we do when you're looking and when others are looking and when they're not looking. Lord, you see it all. Help us to be faithful. Help us to count the cost. Help us to go deeper, setting the bar higher, saying, Lord, whatever you have for me, my life is yours. Be exalted in and through my voice, my heart, my feet, my hands. I want to go. I want to grow, and I want to know. Thank you for the theme. Thank you for the missions statement of this wonderful church. Be glorified, I pray. And everybody said amen. To know, grow, and go. I love it. I remember when you worked with the team, Pastor Brandon, to get that, uh, that, that mission statement going. So thank all of you for coming today. I trust everyone's doing well. It's been a great service, hasn't it? So I've entitled the message. that's in your piece of literature there. The benefits of belonging. The benefits of belonging. In Psalms 103, look at it. Verses 1 through 5, it says, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not, here we go, all his benefits. Say amen. amen. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, everybody wants to know the benefits these days. Most people will take a job not based on the salary, but actually on the benefits. Yes, I'm a minister. My benefits are heaven. My wife has always been the breadwinner. She has good insurance and a good paycheck, works at the VA, went to Pit, has her master's. Yay! So I'll take it. You know, people want to know the package. People want to know the warranty. People want to know the rights they have, whether it's in a job situation or particularly even when you buy something. But did you know that most people in business, most business owners this morning, listen now, you don't want the average Joe, to know their benefits. You don't want them to know their rights and their privileges. You're hoping they don't read all the paperwork when they go home. You know how that goes. In fact, I remember years ago when my wife and I got married, we lived in Roeville and we bought a TV and we decided to do the rebate. How many have ever done a rebate? It takes a half a year to do it. And we needed, they they wanted six receipts, four barcodes, date, time, and place you bought it. They probably wanted to know what the weather was like that day and what we had for breakfast. And the interesting thing is, they make it that way on purpose so that you'll say, ah, just forget it. We'll use it. We'll keep it. We'll give it away. We'll, We'll wrap it up for Christmas. How many of you got something at home you just never sent back and you just, you don't even know what it is? But the reality is this morning, listen now, part of belonging to God's family, we can enjoy the, there's benefits to being saved. There's benefits to knowing him, following him, living for him, honoring him, and trusting him. Am I right? And I told you about the tent, the three-man tent I bought for the camping trip. I wanted to take it back. My wife said, you can't take the tent back, so I'm going to pray about it. But the tent even says, don't return to the store. So if I want to send the tent back, where do I send it? See how they are? They get you, man. So let's look at the benefits quickly. Number one, forgiveness. How many are thankful this morning that God has forgiven you of all of your sins? Come on, give them praise. Verse 3, who forgives all your sins. Psalms 103, the same chapter, verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so has He removed our sins and our transgressions from us. Psalms 130, verse 3 says it like this, if you, O Lord, kept a record of my sins, who could stand? But with you, there's forgiveness. Therefore, you are feared. How many this morning at North Main Street, Church of God, are thankful that God doesn't keep a record of your wrongs? That's one of the benefits of knowing and trusting and putting your hope in the Lord. Listen now, he forgives you of all of your sins. Somebody once said this, whether your sins are great or small, Jesus is able to forgive them all. Years ago, I was big into reading Max Licato's writings, and still am when I get a hold of something, but I read recently a short story of when Max Licato took some of his friends to Denny's for breakfast, and at the end of the meal, he went to pay the bill, but he forgot that he left his wallet in the hotel. That sounds like some of my friends. And there he had the bill in his hand and no way to pay it. Just then, one of his buddies realized the dilemma he was in. He reached over the table at Denny's. He said, Give me the bill, I'll pay for it. That's what God did when he sent Jesus. And Jesus went to the cross for you and me. He said, I'll pay for your sins. All the things you've done wrong, said wrong, thought wrong. He said, I'll take it all and I'll pay for you. How many know food tastes better when someone else pays? And I'm here to tell you this morning, he paid the price for you, and one of the benefits of knowing him is that he forgives you of all of your sins. Some of you may be here, you're okay with the fact that God forgave you, but you're not willing to forgive yourself. We're going to get to that. Because guess what? If God's willing to forgive you, you need to forgive you. He went all the way to the cross, took the greatest hit of all, started the first, first rescue mission for you. I love that old hymn, he paid a debt he did not owe. Come on, I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone. Aren't you thankful for that someone that washed away my sins? So number one this morning, forgiveness. Number two, look at verse three, healing. Not only do we experience forgiveness as a benefit of being a part of God's family, but secondly, watch this. He heals us. What does it say there? And he heals all your diseases. Now, Pastor Brandon's a sharp guy. The leadership here are sharp. Our staff at Teen Challenge are sharp. Not so much me. I put the Miami Vice jacket on so a few people would like me. But here's a few words I've learned over the years He's Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He's Jehovah Mekadesh, our sanctifier. He's Jehovah Shammah, the almighty present one. He's Jehovah Nissi, our banner. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's Jehovah Rapha, our shepherd. Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. And Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Can I tell you, there's a healer in the house today. There's a doctor in the house today. He's our teacher, our tutor, our counselor, our friend, an ever-present help in our time of trouble. Do you have trouble? He's with you. And I want you to know this morning, he's in the business of healing people. The Bible says that he's the same today, tomorrow, and forever. He's a specialist. He specializes in the impossible. Isaiah 55 and verse 5, help me out. By his stripes we are healed. So guess what? Some of you this morning may need a healing. In just a few moments, I'm going to have the worship team come. We're going to stand. Some of these guys like to pray with people. And we're going to allow ourselves to be prayed over. Aren't you thankful that COVID is on its way out? Aren't you thankful that we don't have to wear a mask today? In my house, we had tons of masks, but we could never find one. It's like socks. But maybe you need a healing physically. Physically. You need a touch in your body today. Maybe you need an emotional healing. You've got some storms and some battles and some struggles going on. How many know God's all about calming the storm, giving you peace and rest, filling your heart with purpose and joy and, and just what he can do in your life? It's, it's a wonderful thing. He can also heal you em- mentally this morning. Where there's some chaos, there's some confusion. How many of know God's not a God of chaos and a God of confusion? He's a God of love, a God of order, a God of a sound mind. He may heal you spiritually. What's that mean? Some of you aren't where you should be with God. Some of you are not going to church like you need to. You're not in the Word like you need to. You're not living the way you should, thinking the way you should, uh, talking the way you should. Things in your heart. God wants to make a spiritual change in your life. How many know God's all about honesty? Look at me. If you can't be honest in church, where can you be honest? Thirdly, quickly, not only is there forgiveness, not only is there healing, but thirdly, redemption. Redemption. It says in verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. The Bible says he's redeemed us through his blood. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace. It also says that he redeemed us from the curse. Galatians 3:13 says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who's hung on a tree. He also redeemed us to God. Revelations 5:9 says, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. Because you were slain, and with your blood, you purchased men for God. Look now, from every tribe, language, people, and nation. What does the word redeem mean? I'm going to tell you. It means to be paid for. So not only is he forgiving you, not only is he all about healing you mentally, spiritually, uh, physically, uh, uh, in all ways, but he's also here to redeem you. In other words, he's gonna he, he took the price and paid the price for you and me. And he was the only one capable of paying the price. He redeemed us, which means be brought back. For God so loved the world that he sent his son in the beginning. We didn't have issues, then we messed up. We sinned. How I many of we still do the same thing today? We do the same thing today. We blow it, we mess up. But thank God that he's willing to redeem us. He's willing to pull us back, take us back, renew a right relationship with us. Psalms 40 verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. How many are thankful he pulled you out of a slimy pit? Don't ever forget how slimy the pit was he pulled you out of. Out of the mud and the mire, He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my heart, a hymn of praise to our God. There it is right there. He pulled us out of a slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set our feet on the rock. He gave us a new song. Praise God. Don't ever forget the pit you were in. What was the pit for you today? Drugs, alcohol, pornography, Sexual sins, jealousy, anger, pride, lust, gossip, backbiting, a violent temper. You know that pit you were in. Aren't you thankful he pulled you out of it? Fourthly, not only does he forgive you, not only does he heal you, not only does he redeem you. Watch this. Number four, he crowns you with love and compassion. We're all here this morning because God loves you. And he gives you a love for him and a love for other people. Where does that come from? It comes from God. Amen? And the world looks at you and they say, what in the world are you on? Why do you go to church? Why do you pray? Why do you read your Bible? Why are you happy? Not that we have great days all the time, because we don't always have great days. Though I think Pastor Brandon probably never has a bad day. But the reality is, he gives us that love. The day you got saved, I was 17 years old, man. My home church in Baltimore, Maryland. I knew when the pastor gave the altar call, I had no idea what he preached on. And I come from a big church. Our church was about 1,800 people in 1981. That's a big place. So I went up and I gave my heart to Jesus. My life was never the same. But nobody had to tell me what I did. I just knew in my heart, man. I was running around the car in the parking lot. My mother knew. She got saved a year earlier through Charles Stanley on the radio. How cool was that? She didn't even go to church. She got saved in her car and supported in touch Ministries for years. That's cool, man. But my point is, when I got saved, I just had a love for God. I had a love for his word. I had a love for the hurting. I had a a love for the lost. I had a love for people. I still have a love for people. Those that know me, I go to Walmart. My wife says, do not hug them. Do not come over. Stop talking to everybody. Oh, my kids are real strict with it. We take them to youth group. They want me to stop a mile before the church. This is good. This is good, Dad. We'll take it from here. But you know what? When you know the Lord, He fuels you. He motivates you. His love compels you. Are you understanding this? The world wonders why we are the way we are, why we do the stuff we do. It's because of Jesus. That's what changed Nikki Cruz, one of the most famous lines in the story. You've read The Cross from the Switchblade. I'm amazed at how many people. Have gotten saved through reading The Cross and the Switchblade. There's also other books, Run Baby Run, that was written by Nikki Cruz, but one of the most incredible lines. In the reality of, and some of you saw the movie with Pat Boone and Eric Estrada, but, uh, but I'll never forget, uh, uh, Nicky Cruz was the lead gang member of the Mau Mau's. He basically told Dave Wilkerson, this country preacher from Fiddler'sburg near State College, he said, look, I don't know who you are, but you're going to die over here. And then Dave Wilkerson, or Nicky Cruz said, look, I can cut you up into a thousand pieces, man. I'm Nikki Cruz, the gang lead member. And some of you know the story, some of you don't. Nikki Cruz says, I can cut you up into a thousand pieces. And Dave Wilkerson looked at him and said, you can cut me up into a thousand pieces, but every piece will still say, I love you. That's it. That's what changed. That's what makes this program work. His love in you motivates you to reach out. To love others, to show Jesus to people, I don't want to just share good news. I want to be good news. <laughs> Have you ever had someone say you've been brainwashed? The next time someone says that, I want you to go over and give them a fist bump, and elbow, give them a high five, or just going for the hug. because COVID is really going away, I learned all these different thank yous and high uh, and. But the next time is, the next time. The next time someone tries to say or allude to the fact that you've been brainwashed, just go over and give them a hug and say, thank you. I'm so thankful that my brain has been washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm so thankful that he took away my stinking thinking. Tell him that. Just see what happens. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been called a nut? Anybody ever call you a nut since you've been saved? The next time someone calls you a nut, say I'm a nut but I'm screwed to the right bolt. Here's a great way of looking at it. We're talking about what? God does what? He forgives us. He heals us. He redeems us. He what? Compels us. Aren't you thankful that it's him in you, working in you to make a difference in the lives of other people? It's him. All he's looking for is a vessel, an instrument, a tool. The Bible says open your mouth and I'll fill it. But well, listen to this: To an upside-down world, a right-side-up Christian looks upside down. To an upside-down world, a right-side-up Christian looks upside down. It doesn't make sense to people because they're lost in their sin; they're blind. What we do should not make sense to them. That's where Jesus comes in. When well, Nikki Cruz could have easily have killed this three. Peace suit preacher from Pennsylvania. Are you kidding me? Something happened. And that's how you got saved. And that's how I got saved. That love, that light came on and everything changed. You can't even explain it, can you? But it's a beautiful thing. You see, when you come to Christ, he makes that deposit in you. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 The fruits of the Spirit. Come on. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those things become a part of you. And then lastly, satisfaction. Look at verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Look at me now as we close out. Can I help you out a little bit? The world will never satisfy you. These guys are in a program. It's not easy to be in a program with rules and regulations. And I would say this, because this isn't my first rodeo. I worked eight years with Teen Challenge in the 80s, and I'm back in it again. Most Christians could never make it through this program. You'd bail. You would quit. Not for me. It's not easy. But heaven you know that change is never easy. And I want to save you the drama this morning. Some of you aren't sure that the world doesn't have something to offer you. I'm telling you, it doesn't. There's nothing out there. In fact, the world's richest man was once asked, how much is a lot of money? You know what he said? A little bit more than I have. Proverbs says, death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are the desires of man. I'm reminded of a cowboy who got saved. And his buddies had no idea what happened until they went into town. They noticed that the cowboy who got saved no longer had his horse hitched up in front of the uh, bar or saloon. Now the horse was hitched up in front of the church. So when his buddies came into town, they went over to, the, to their friend. They said, man, what in the world happened? Why is your horse hitched up in front of the church and not the bar. And the cowboy with a smile on his face said, I came to know Jesus and I've changed pitching posts. He changes you. He made you, created you, designed you, gave you breath. He's the only one that can satisfy you. Did you know that Jesus, listen now, he said he would meet all of your needs. And there's three needs. In this crowd today that we all have, number one, we've got to eat, food. And Jesus covered that. John 6:35, "I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. Having know, we're all hungry today. For what? Love, acceptance, peace, joy, purpose. So not only are we hungry, number two, we've got to drink, we're thirsty. John 7 37, Jesus said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. We're all thirsty for what? Satisfaction, happiness, contentment. Jesus told the woman at the well, If you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for living water. And then, not only do we have the desire for food and drink to eat and to drink, but thirdly, we all have desires. And Psalms 37.4 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll do what? Give you the desires of your heart. Maybe you want a family. Maybe you want friendships. You want the good life. There's nothing wrong with wanting things that are okay. But how many know that's only found through Christ? Would you stand For a worship team would come. So you say, okay, I get it. I, I, I understand. You, you talked about, you know benefits, but I think there's something that that you have to understand as we close out here. Benefits to a job, like I talked about earlier, remember benefits? Only apply if you do the job, if you keep the job, and stick it out. You can't just get a job and then quit two weeks later and expect a benefit from any of the things that would be coming your way. And look at me, the same is true as a Christian. You can't expect everything we just looked at in his word to work for you if you're not willing to follow him. That changes everything, doesn't it? May I remind you, he's our father who art in heaven and not our butler who art in heaven. So when you take a job, you got to keep it. you got to do it. God's, listen to me, if there's nothing else you remember, remember this. God's love for you is unconditional but his promises aren't. The Bible's all about promises, but look at me, there's always a part that you have to play. Say amen. You can't just take a a benefit or a promise and just run with it. You gotta do your part. So what about forgiveness? Wow, he forgives me. Well, not really. What do do we have to do? Come on, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So those here, those watching, you want forgiveness? You've got to confess your sins. Say amen. Not lip service, but meet it in your heart. And God will forgive you this morning. Secondly, healing. You need healing? Your body, your mind, your spirit. Well, you can just talk about it and think about it and pray about it and sing about it. Or you can talk to God and go and move on with it. So what does the Bible say? Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. What? Come unto me, all you who are burdened and weary, and I will give you rest. So number one, you've got to confess your sin to be forgiven. Number two, if you want healing, you've got to come to him. That doesn't mean you have to come forward, but go to him. Whatever you're going through and you need a healing, go to him today about it. Can you say amen? Thirdly, he redeemed you from the pit. He pulled you out of the pit. But Romans 6, 11 says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God through Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. So what are we saying? He's willing to pull you out of the pit. Look at me. How many of you have been pulled out of the pit? Amen? But guess what? You can go back in the pit. Are you there today? Is that where you're headed? Is that where you're at? You need to be in business and realize that you're dead to sin. Unfortunately, one week ago today, one of our staff at Teen Challenge OD'd on heroin and is not with us. This time last week, July 4th, one of our staff passed away. The wages of sin is death. We still are in shock. It's it's been a week today. Fourthly, he crowns you with love and compassion. That's a benefit of knowing him. He gives you love. But here's the thing. Sometimes you've lost your love for people. See, we can backslide in our hearts long before it ever comes out. We have an attitude. We have a grudge. We're stuck on ourselves. We got some issues going on. We don't care. It's all about me. I'm tired of thinking about everybody else. You lose your joy. You lose your excitement. You're kind of just going through the routine. And the Bible talks about that in Revelations. It says, I recognize all the things you've done to the church of Ephesus. But yet, he says, I hold this one thing against you. You've forsaken your first love. It says, repent what? Do the things you did in the beginning. Get that love for people back. Get that love for the word back. Get that love for others back, for souls Not only share good news, but get back to being good people around you. And some of you need to maybe where you're standing say a prayer at the end of as we're done. Or you can come up and we'd love to talk with you about it. And then the last thing, satisfaction. He satisfies, but you have to be convinced of it. And the Bible says what? Do not love 1 John 2.15. Don't love the world or anything in the world. The world and its desires will pass away, but the man who does the will of God will live forever. There's nothing out there for us. Come on, put your hands up with me. Father, this morning, those watching, thank you for speaking. Thank you for the benefits that come our way when we follow you. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for healing. Thank you that you've redeemed us. Thank you that you give us love and that you satisfy us. I pray for those standing. I pray for those who don't know you. I pray for those watching who need to make some changes, need to make some adjustments, need to confess some sins. Lord, whatever we need to do today, we know you love us. We know that you care about us. Do some surgery today. Your word is a double-edged sword. So do what you need to do in us at home. Do what you need to do with us that are here. Do with us what you need to do even for those who respond and step out. Thank you for Teen Challenge, but most of all, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your word and your promises. Thank you that you're with us and not against us. We praise you today. We bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, say amen with me. Can we give the Lord a hand? So the worship team is going to play. Some of the guys, why don't you step out? those that want to pray for people this morning. If you know someone that has an addiction in your family, I'm going to be honest here, we're packing up and going home in a few minutes. By the way, uh, yep, come on, come on real quick. He's been waiting all day to do this. Come on.
3: I'm Darren. Um, uh, Jesus is my friend. And I love him. Uh, Out there we got a table set up. Sorry, my voice is so raspy. you think we were related. Um, <laughs> but, uh, there's a table out there. Um, it's got literature. Um, uh, it's, we have some items out there, um, that we sell individually, um, to help our ministry, um, put gas in the van to get us where we need to go. Um, so that we can share the message, um, the good news. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just happy that we can be here today, um, and give this message and, uh, numbers, you can call us that's out there in the literature, um, if, if somebody has an addiction, you know, a friend, uh, a family member, brother, sister, whomever, um, you know, call us, um, we can pick them up, um, we'll get them to a teen challenge, we'll get them help, um, we'll bring them, and we'll, and, and God does the rest, but, um. We had the stuff out there. OK. Now, in this bag, this is a tote bag. It's also for sale. Um, we have crosses. Um, they're they're kind of cute. They, uh, they're painted <laughs> by the guys. We're not really artistic, but th- they're crosses. So they, um, we got pens, and we got, these, uh, we got these bracelets, and they glow in the dark. How I many people like glow in the dark things still? I love glow in the dark things. <laughs> Um and we, we got bags of ca- uh, bags of coffee. We got caffeinated, we got decaffeinated. Um and on the back um is a testimony from someone who's completed the program. Um so I don't know who he is, but um here we, got, we got coffee cups. You guys got coffee cups? You don't got a tea challenge coffee cup. You gotta get yourselves well up. Um but th- but that's it. So um, you know, if you want to give us uh, donations um, and help us, uh, it would
6: be great. Thank to- you, Darren. Come on, give me a hand. Let I me mean, let me just uh, let me just mention that we do not have decaf. It's all regular. Well, I don't believe in decaf. Um, the picture of the guy on the back. I just saw him yesterday. He is a former heroin addict from Chicago. He's directing. The Philadelphia Women's Teen Challenge in Philadelphia. So you'll see his testimony in the back if you help us out and get coffee. So again, here's here's what I want to leave you with. Um, If you have someone in your family that has addictions, I would challenge you right now to step out and come down here and let these guys pray for your family member. Some of you have kids, grandkids that are addicted. They're in prison. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you have families and your own spouse that have addictions. I want you to be honest with yourself and, and let someone prove you that those chains will be broken. So the worship team is going to play. We're opening the altars. You want to come and pray for a loved one that needs something like Teen Challenge, you come. If you want Jesus this morning, you step out and come. Some of you don't even know what you're doing, and you're not even sure what you need. I tell you what, lives are changed when you just stick around for a few minutes. You don't fear, but just stay where you're at. and Say, God, what does this mean for me today? What does this have to do with my life today? Please don't be quick, so quick to leave, to go, you know, out to eat. I get it, but it'll be there. Bring your family. Bring your husband and wife and come down here for a few minutes and pray for somebody that you know. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. God
6: bless you. worship team.
0: Thanks for joining us this week. Check back next week as we dig deeper and go further in our understanding of God's Word. Make sure to visit us on our website, www.northmaincog.org, where you can learn more about us. If you found value in today's message, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be helpful too. Donating to the ongoing ministry of North Main is easy. Just go to our website and click on the Give tab at the top of the screen. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week.